And I wonder, is it steadfastness that keeps most of us from questioning our memories? Or fear of the pain that that questioning would exact? And if it's fear that keeps us true, how pathetic that devotion is. For some of us, at times, memory is like the Old Testament God. Question me, and I will make you suffer. Abandon me, and I will take your faith. The problem with being a writer is that well enough won't leave you alone. I have my memories, drawerfuls of them. They are who I am. Spreading them out on the table, therefore, parsing them is a kind of self-anatomy. Uncomfortable is not the word. I tell myself that this is what writers do, that no one else can hold this scalpel, that the time has come to lay myself down, crack through the ribcage, palp the heart. I tell myself this, but it doesn't help. It's not fear I have to resist at this moment, but an almost unbearable sense of disloyalty, even cruelty. I'm betraying her, us, the past. Just leave us alone, she's saying, pleading. Leave at least those few memories intact, that handful of golden days when you were still small and the world was still magic and I was everything to you. If you ever loved me, save them. If you respect nothing else, at least respect what was. Remember it and draw a line. But it's no good, Ma. You raised me too well, gave me too much, started undoing your own work a few years too late. It's a different you I hear now, the one who, were I to listen, would give me a look of disappointment bordering on disgust. And you call yourself a writer, you'd say. What's the matter? You want people to like you? And you turn back to your book, dismiss me. It wasn't worth talking about. When it came to writing, there was only one law. It was very simple. Go anywhere. Tell all the truth as you see it. If I didn't have the guts, I should consider politics. It's interesting how, once you begin excavating the past, dates change, chronologies adjust. I'd always believed that my mother's descent into madness though I didn't see it as that for decades, began when I was in my teens. Now, the further back I go, the more I remember. In 1962, when I was three, we learned that my grandmother, my mother's mother, had pancreatic cancer. It had been six months or more since she'd been diagnosed. Word had just gotten out. This was grief multiplied by circumstance, misery squared, my parents had escaped across the Czech border in the winter of 1948 with the aid of a professional smuggler they'd hired to lead them through the forests, to cut through the wire fences, in short, to do whatever needed doing. They knew they were closing the door to home, but like everyone else back then, believed that the new regime could never last, that in a year or two they'd be back. They were wrong. The communist coup held. A decade passed, another began. News was choked off to a trickle. The occasional letters that came through had been opened and resealed. Fourteen years after my parents' escape, the warrant for their arrest was still active. Returning was unthinkable. And now my grandmother was dying. There was nothing to do. The sea is the sea, and these drowning men do drown. I may have been a handhold, as children often are. I hope so. Sometime during those months, I sat down with my box of Crayola crayons and drew a creature like a cross between a pig and a crocodile with a long lizard head full of teeth and a zigzag poisonous tail. 
When my mother and father asked, I said it was a Nevespechny Zivira, a dangerous animal. I named it Drakovina, the Czech word for cancer. I still remember my mother's joy over that drawing, which now lies buried in one of the boxes crammed with curling photographs and cut-out pumpkins and thin Luftpost envelopes that I've dragged around with me at considerable cost to my wallet and my back most of my adult life. Something about that child's conjuring, that literalizing of her fear, something about the fact that even at the age of three I wanted to save her, explain away what was making her sad, opened some kind of channel inside her. I was her boy. I was on her side. She could bear anything. Years later she'd use that same drawing to gouge her own heart.